the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're going to Green Bay. Actually, the Steelers are already in Green Bay. I'm staying right here in Green Tree, but we're going to talk to somebody from Green Bay in just a second. Um, We have a really packed show here, packed hour. Uh, We're going to get serious in about 10 minutes or so. We're going to talk about... uh, uh, Bishop, uh, now Cardinal Worrell, and the petition out there to have his name removed from North Catholic High School and all the stuff that's happening there. And I have uh, two very interesting guests, both nationally known guests, coming up uh, at 515. But I wanted to, it is a Steeler night, so I wanted to cover that, but I wanted to cover it in a little bit of a different way. So I have uh, with me Doug Schneider from the Green Bay Press Gazette. Doug, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on, John. Uh, great to be on in a great football city. Yep. Now, I, I I don't know how I stumbled upon your your uh, brilliant work, but you do something called Scanner Squawks uh, for the Green Bay Press Gazette on Twitter, and it's one of my favorite things during football season. And I I, I know that the people in Green Bay follow it as like the, as they're watching the game. Explain exactly what it is you do during uh, Green Bay Packer football games, home games, I guess. Sure. Scanner Squawk is a Twitter feed of the the best police and radio calls from Lambeau Field during games, and it can get particularly interesting, particularly during uh, rivalry games with the Vikings and the Bears. Okay. Now you say best. What? Give me an example of one of the best squawker uh, calls that you've uh, talked about. The Hall of Fame call was probably one that that really got us off the ground. It was a fight between a Vikings fan and a Packers fan outside a bar near Lambeau Field. And for a while, the only description they had of the suspect, who was a Vikings fan, was that he was wearing a purple sombrero. (laughs) And there proceeded to be a rather long hunt for the sombrero, which ended up in a dumpster behind... uh, Kmart. So what how did you get interested in this? I mean, are you are you a sports writer or just a, are you a crime writer or a columnist? What do you do for the Green Bay Press Gazette? I'm I'm actually a government and watchdog reporter. Oh, okay. I'm a huge sports fan. I used to cover uh police and fire and I actually stole the idea from one of my colleagues in in Wilmington, Delaware who does it with police calls. We heard some uh, during Packers games, and they were hysterical. So we said, hey, why not just do this? So um, I've been to Green Bay, and I, I love going there for games. I've covered a uh, few games there. And um, for people that don't under, don't know, uh, I mean, I know, most people here in Pittsburgh know that it's Green Bay's not a big city. It's not a big city like Pittsburgh or Chicago or Dallas. It's a, it's the smallest city in the NFL, obviously. But to give people an idea, and I don't know, this may not mean anything to you, Doug, but for people listening here, it would be like the, uh, like Heinz Field being in, if you live in the South Hills, by in Upper St. Clair, like a block away from South Hills Village, right, in, right next to a nice neighborhood in Upper St. Clair, or in the North Hills, Franklin Park, something like that. So uh, just so people understand, this is not an urban setting, a big city setting where the stadium is. It's very suburban-like, isn't it? And very um, uh, homogenized and squeaky clean looking. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's an 80,000-seat stadium uh, on the edge of a residential neighborhood on a 30-mile-an-hour street between a city of 100,000 and a village of uh, about 20,000. Yeah, and so... What are are the Green Bay Packers? I know maybe hard for you to make a comparison, but how do you think they compare as far as being getting ridiculous during games to people in Pittsburgh or other NFL cities? Um, well, I've I've lived in in upstate New York in Chicago, um, and I can tell you that. 
Packers fans hit it as hard or harder than Bills fans. Um, maybe not wow, as hard that's... as Jets fans. Harder than than Bears fans. Um, Wisconsin's pretty serious about uh, uh, the beer we brew here, among <laughs> other things. Well, um, I've been to Buffalo for games too, and that's uh, that's taking your life in your hands. So you're saying it, it's worse in Green Bay? It's more good-natured. We don't we don't have people jumping onto flaming tables and things like that. But uh, uh, we we have to, occasionally you'll get people who are unable to function, unable to get into the stadium before kickoff. Um, we had our first arrest last week, uh, about forty minutes before preseason game week one started. So uh, preseason games, do they tone it down any, or is there, or are they are they getting it in gear at this point? They tend to be lower key, just because you get uh, you know weather's weather's warmer. Um, they happen on weekdays as opposed to weekends, so there's less time to pregame. Uh, but there'll there'll be some some hijinks. They're always interesting. And what's the uh, breakdown, men and women, as far as who gets called? I mean, who, who, get, who gets the cops called on them, I guess? I would say it's probably two-thirds to three-quarters men, but it's it's definitely uh, equal opportunity arrests, equal opportunity getting thrown out, equal, equal opportunity uh, people doing crazy things. So you're going to be doing it tonight, and where will you, you – you'll be, you'll be sitting by a scanner somewhere? Yeah, uh, undisclosed location uh, in case somebody <laughs> gets a tweet they don't like. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I won't. I won't be in the stadium, but I will definitely be tweeting. Um, the handle is PG, as in Press Gazette. Doug Schneider. That's S C H N E I D E R Schneider. Yes, sir. And uh, I will tell fans that if they uh, listening, if they're if you're going to watch the Steeler game tonight, follow Doug on Twitter. You'll be highly entertained as you're watching the game, especially a boring exhibition game, which will put you put you to sleep about eight minutes in. But thanks, Doug. I appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. Don't say exhibition or the NFL will yell at us. But yeah, we always welcome fans from. Uh of the opposing team, especially uh, such a passionate fan base as y'all have in Pittsburgh. Very good. Thanks, Doug. And I will call it an exhibition game because that's what it is. But thanks. <laughs> Super. We'll be right Take back. Care. All right. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial Plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And their no-loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM 1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. windowsruspittsburgh.com. How much do you spend on your pest control each year 200 300 or even 500 dollars or more what if i said you could spend less than 25 dollars a year 
even less with promo code RADIO20, then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to rid your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code RADIO20. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Great beds, no bull. That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it may not be the big story nationally, but it's close, and it's definitely the big story in Pittsburgh right now. There's a petition out there to remove uh, Cardinal World's name from Cardinal World North Catholic High School, and it's getting lots of signatures, and it's because his name has been associated with the grand jury report that named over 300 priests uh, who have been associated in some way with child abuse. Uh, Andrew McCarthy is a former federal prosecutor, a columnist at National Review, and a Fox News contributor. He's here with us now. Thanks for being here, Andy. John, it's my pleasure. How are you? Uh, very good. Uh, I really appreciate it. You follow me on Twitter, which stuns me, but uh, I'm I'm very glad that you do. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I try to follow wherever I can learn neat stuff. Well, that's good. I hope I, I hope I provide something there for you. But um, but sure uh, let's get to this. What was your reaction? Your first reaction to this grand jury report as a former prosecutor? Well, I, I guess I. It's hard for me to get past my reaction to it. Uh, you know, as a as a Christian who was uh, raised in a strict Catholic tradition, so right. I don't. I, I almost don't even get. It to it, John, as a, as a prosecutor, because I'm just so repulsed mm-hmm. um, by the whole thing. Uh, I, I think the, the sad thing here is that so much of this was kept under wraps for so long, and we've really gotten to the point where it's, it's not actionable in a legal sense um, against more than really a handful of of the of, of the people who did these atrocious things, because the statute of limitations is largely run yeah. on it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Is the purpose of it to bring indictments to put people in jail, or because, as you said, a lot of the accused are dead. Some are protected by the statute of limitations. So, what's what's the major point of the of doing this? Well, you know, it's interesting. We always think of the grand jury um, in the uh, in the criminal context, and that's appropriate because under the Constitution, the grand jury is really supposed to be the buffer between the citizen and the prosecutor. Uh, But especially in in state legal systems, uh, the grand jury's traditional role is really broader than that, and they are permitted even, they have such broad powers, generally they can even investigate to satisfy themselves that a crime has not been committed. And And a lot of states allow for uh, the grand jury to use its investigative powers like uh, subpoenas to compel testimony and and documentary evidence and then issue reports about matters of some importance. There's even a provision uh, in federal law allowing for that in certain cases. So I think sometimes it's very useful to have uh, these kinds of reports because the grand jury has much more investigative power 
than, say, a congressional committee does, which is limited in, in some of the ways it can collect evidence and some of the things it can do to compel people to produce it. There are uh, 49 other states out there. So uh, well, is there going to be pressure brought upon the attorneys general and in those other 49 to do what Pennsylvania did? Because that could cause uh, that could be a long uh, couple of months or a couple of years for the Catholic Church. Well, I sure hope they do. Uh, but even uh, what I hope even more, John, is that um, we end this pattern where we don't hear from the authorities of the church until some grand jury is knocking on their door or some state attorney general or some prosecutor. Um, you know, the church I was raised to believe in ought to be stepping up to the plate and cleaning its own house and satisfying the flock that the house is being cleaned. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they ought to be waiting on a grand jury. I think they ought to, to step up to the plate now themselves. Yeah, but how much confidence, based on the accusations that they've been so reluctant to come forward and, and so willing to cover it up, how much confidence is there going to be in any kind of uh, self-investigation? There's none at the moment, John, and there yeah. shouldn't be, but for the, for the very reason that you just underscore. I think that can change. That is, if they come to believe that this is going to be a grand jury situation or or prosecutorial situation where it's going to get dragged out for three or four years and it's going to be beyond their control, I think at a certain point self-interest should kick in and you say, you know, look, this is going to be ugly one way or the other. Maybe we want to get in front of it. Uh, That kind of logic actually does occur to even like mafia guys, so you would hope that you know maybe the the uh, uh, the leaders of the church would would come around to that as well. And is this just another classic case of the cover up being worse than the crime? Now, the, the crime here is pretty atrocious. Yeah, I, guess, I, was, I was just going to say that. Maybe that's the wrong question, but but the, the cover up is going is going to give the church the alleged cover up anyway as much trouble, if not more, than having the crime being, uh, the crimes being revealed back when they happened. Yeah, I, I guess that's right. The, the one thing I would say in the defense of the church, which, which, is, which is kind of a, a bizarre thing, isn't it amazing they cover things up, but the way their canon law practices work, they also collect exquisite, extensive documentary evidence of what happened. So, you know, the fact that we know the gory details of all this is that the church actually does investigate these things. And now I I totally agree. I'm, in, I'm right out in front with everybody else who says, you know, how can they cover this up the way they covered it up? Uh, but there is a chance that at least we'll get accountability because they do keep records of this stuff. We're talking to former uh, federal prosecutor Andrew McCarthy, columnist at National Review. Also, you'll see him on Fox News quite a bit these days uh, here on AM 1250, The Answer. Um, one line of defense seems to be that uh, most of this stuff happened a long time ago, and that it's not much of a problem now that they've fixed it. Are you buying any of that? Nope. I don't think that anybody ought to buy it until they prove that it's true. I don't. I don't see any reason to believe that that's true. Yeah, how- I just don't. You know, when something happens, John, like this, and and let's remember now we're in in just your neck of the woods alone, right? We're now talking about 300 priests and over 1,000 victims, and who knows how many there really actually are. Right. And that's just, that's just there. Now, something to me, this goes back to the 40s, right? Mm-hmm. So something like this doesn't happen unless there's a pervasive cultural rot. And I think if anybody thought that that was just endemic to Pittsburgh and didn't uh, you know, ramify outside right. of that, I think that would, be, that would be a silly way to look at it. So it seems to me that if you have something that's become a cultural problem, unless you have, unless someone proves to you or demonstrates to you that the culture has changed, you have no reason to believe the results will be any different. So I, I don't detect that. How's this playing in Washington? Nope. Uh, I, you know, I, I. I don't know the answer to that. It's kind of a sleepy summertime in Washington now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not much happening on the Hill. The Supreme Court is is closed till uh, you know the beginning of October. I think everybody will start after Labor Day, uh, kind of wandering back there. But for now, 
I think this story is mostly a media phenomenon more than a than a government thing. What about the call, Andrew, uh, for removing the statute of limitations? First of all, is that a good idea, and how hard would it be to do that? Uh, I think it's a good idea. Uh, there is some. Um, I haven't researched this in a long time, but there is some um, debate in the law whether if you reverse, and this, this, the law on this could be different from state to state, whether if you reverse a statute of limitations so that somebody who couldn't previously be prosecuted now suddenly can be prosecuted, whether that's an ex post facto problem mm-hmm. or not. I, I, I come down on the side that it shouldn't be, but... State law, as I said, is uh, is different from place to place, and in a lot of places, I think they would find that this has been time, this would be time barred. I, I think, in general, they ought to have categories of offenses that the statute of limitations gets lifted on. In most jurisdictions, for example, homicide has no statute of limitations. Right. And I think there are a lot. There are probably a number of offenses where. Uh, it would be good public policy either to lengthen or get rid of the statute of limitations. Well, I talked to Bill Donahue. He's the president of the Catholic League. I, I, I taped a, a segment right. with him that's going to come up right after you. And he's obviously uh, saying quite a bit, uh, things quite a bit differently than you are. But um, he said that he thinks the media have been unfairly f- focusing on Catholics because of Catholic doctrine about marriage and sexuality. Any validity to that claim? Is it, is it is it too much? I mean, there's not. Maybe you can't say there's too much focus on this because of the, how heinous the, the crimes are. But but um, is it also a case of them maybe not paying enough attention to stuff that happens that's not involving the Catholic Church? Uh, you know, sure. I, I think so that we're mixing with due respect to him, and I think you know he's generally a good guy. But yeah. I think, but I think they're they're mixing apples and oranges here. Yes, there's anti-Christian and anti-Catholic bias. We all know that there is. We all know that there's a double standard. I, I mean, I can speak to it having been a terrorism prosecutor, prosecutor for a number of years doing cases on people who acted on the basis of Islamic supremacist ideology. Uh-huh. I know, we all know that there's a difference in the way the media and the government treat that uh, than you know, then Christians are treated treated in the West, Jews, and and uh, you know the the uh, the inherent culture here. Um, but that doesn't even come close to excusing what went on here. And I think that you know, strategically, if I were a lawyer advising these guys, uh, what I would say is, you don't want to look like you're trying to defend yourself uh, with a bunch of nonsense. You want to be taking the position that we understand there's a big problem here and we are committed to fixing it. We don't want to sound like we're, you know, bringing up every excuse in the world for how poorly we're treated and how biased the media is against us uh, when there's a big, I mean, just read what's in this grand jury report. Um, that, that isn't, the reason that that's a problem isn't on the basis of anti-Catholic bias. It's because objectively it's a problem. Yeah, I got about thirty seconds. I can't let you go, Andrew, without asking you about the Paul Manafort trial. What's your Cliff Notes summary of that? He's facing three hundred and five years. Last I heard, the jury was still deliberating. Yeah, I think they'll be out for a while, John. Uh, and you know, obviously, the defense wants the case to be about the accomplice Rick Gates. The government wants the case to be about the documents. Uh, the documents, of course, the financial records were what the case was built on. That's the reason Gates pled guilty. But it's really going to come down to how soured the jury is on, I think, the deal that the government gave Gates. You know, if they can overcome that and rely on the documents, he's going to, he's going to get convicted and he'll be looking at a lot of time. Wow. Uh, if they, you know, if they identify the case with Gates, um, he's got a shot. Hey, Andrew, I appreciate it. I'm completely out of time. You know how it works, just like it does on Fox. You got to go and you got to go. Yep. So, thank, thank, thank you. Thanks a lot, Andrew. That's Andrew McCarthy, former uh, prosecutor, and we will have Bill Donahue, the president of the Catholic League, with a much different take on all this when we come back on AM 1250, The Answer. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington.
The voice of Aretha Franklin has been stilled at the age of 76. Franklin died at her Detroit area home of advanced pancreatic cancer. She began her career singing gospel music for her father's church in Detroit and then burst upon the popular music scene in the early 1960s, singing such songs as Respect, Chain of Fools, Think, and other major hits. But she was also a homebody. Franklin told AP Radio in 2009 that she loved to cook for her family. A little switching in the kitchen. I can cook. I cook very well. I'm a very good cook. I've got some great 10, 15-minute meals, things that almost will cook themselves. Aretha Franklin dead at the age of 76. A good day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 396 points. The Nasdaq rose 32. This is SRN News. Pat Boone again, and I've never before endorsed a pain relief product of any kind until now, until Relief Factor. My wife is thrilled because of her neck and shoulder pain, and let's face it, almost everybody over 50 has occasional aches and pains due to aging or exercise, and the three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. It's 100% drug-free, and the majority of people who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. Dennis Prager explains the new religion in America. All the isms, social activism, Marxism, socialism, humanism, environmentalism, feminism, they're all isms. They are all religions. They fill the vacuum that past beliefs had. The obvious one being, for most Americans, Christianity. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. Despite the impression left yet again by the American Lung Association, Greater Pittsburgh's air quality is not getting worse. As a recent study by the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy shows, the myth persists because the association keeps cherry-picking the facts and some in the media take its claims as an article of faith. Learn more about why this smear campaign is unjustified and does not reflect the progress the area has made in improving its air quality at AlleghenyInstitute.org. We challenge conventional thinking every day. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. It's been a long time since you had your will written, and a lot's changed since then. It's always a good idea to review your documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we understand the nuances of elder law and how changes to Medicaid, veterans' benefits, and the tax code can affect your estate and the people most important to you. So let's talk. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. That's a-h.law. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Busy highways out there this afternoon, just volume for the most part, but there is a disabled vehicle off to the shoulder on the Parkway North. It's at the Mount Nebo Road overpass, and you are jammed from Camp Horn Road up to that point. Now, on the Parkway West, that's heavy inbound Poplar Street to the Fort Pitt Tunnel, and also on the outbound side, it's heavy Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie. Parkway East Slow outbound Forbes Avenue to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and inbound Boulevard of the Allies to the Fort Pitt Bridge. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Mostly cloudy, humid tonight. Couple of showers and a thunderstorm around. A low of 67 degrees. Mostly cloudy and humid tomorrow and tomorrow night. Couple of showers and a thunderstorm still. With a high of 79 tomorrow and a low of 66 tomorrow night. Unsettled Saturday. Mostly cloudy and muggy. Another shower or thunderstorm, but cooler. A high of 78 degrees. Partly sunny for a dry end to the weekend. Sunday, a high of 81. I'm meteorologist Steve Travis on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. So before the break, you heard uh, Andrew McCarthy, a former federal prosecutor, a Catholic, and someone who's in Washington, and he was talking about Cardinal Whirl and the Catholic, uh, not just Cardinal Whirl, but he's, he's part of it, and he's a, a Pittsburgh um, connection. He has a Pittsburgh connection. You heard him talking about this, uh, the, the grand jury and the 300 priests that were named, not all priests, but mostly priests that were named. Well, uh, and you heard his take, and it uh, was not very favorable to the, the Catholic Church. Well, Bill Donahue is the president of the Catholic League. I talked to him a few minutes ago. Bill, thanks for being here. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to say hello to all my friends in Pittsburgh. Both of my girls are born there. Oh, I taught at LaRoche College. I'm, uh, I'm a proud Steeler fan. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. You uh, you taught at LaRoche College. Yep, back in the 80s, in the no. early 90s, did you late grow, 70s. Did you grow up in Pittsburgh? No, I'm a New Yorker. Oh, okay. But I root for the Steelers, and I walk around New York City with my Steeler hat. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I guess the first thing I should ask you... Um, um, this, this is obviously a huge story in Pittsburgh because of uh, Cardinal Whirl, formerly Bishop Whirl, here in Pittsburgh. And uh, there's a, a petition being circulated with lots of signatures now to have his name taken off of the uh, uh, North Catholic High School. It's now called Cardinal Whirl North Catholic High School. Uh, North Catholic's been here for a million years. Um, you know, what, first of all, what would be your reaction to that? Do you think that's justified? Do you think it's an overreaction? Is it hysteria? What do you think? Now, I think Cardinal Whirl is one of the greatest men in the Catholic Church. He's the only one that I know of who actually stood up to the Vatican back in the early 1990s when I was still teaching in Pittsburgh. There was a priest there, Anthony Cipolla, whom Whirl had decided uh, had mental problems. This guy's got to go. So they, they, they contact the Vatican. The Vatican agrees with uh, Whirl. The guy's got to go. Then the guy appeals to the Vatican Signatura. That's the Supreme Court. And they overrule Whirl, and they say, listen, you've got to take him back. And Whirl says, no, I'm not taking him back. And then the Vatican Signatura reconsiders the case, and they conclude that Whirl was right. Now, how many people in Hollywood or in the public school industry, or any place who's in charge is going to risk his career because he wants to buck his bosses on, a, on something like this. Cardinal World is, has one of the best records, if not the best record, of anybody uh, in the Episcopate, and for people to say otherwise, they don't know what they're talking about. It's shameless. Okay, so um, there, there seems to be, I don't know how strong a movement it is, and uh, that, that uh, there's talk that he should resign, that he should no longer be the Archbishop of uh, Washington, D.C. Um, is he going to be able to beat this? Well, I hope so. I would like to make him the head of the Bishop's Conference, even though we have a good guy there in Donato. Uh, as I, I've known Whirl since my days in Pittsburgh. He's one of the most honest and courageous men I've ever met in my life, and I would love to debate somebody who thinks otherwise. All right? I know him well. I've worked with him. I've seen what he's done. And his track record on this, as, as these people read the grand jury report, I have. I know it's over a thousand pages. I, that's what I do for a living. I've read it. And I've read what they said about World too. Uh, there's a couple of incomplete areas there. You might say he could have done this a little bit differently. But overall, he did a great job. And as I say, he stood up against the Vatican. Uh, any, any calls for him to, to resign, I think, are based out of ignorance, if not malice. Uh, the... Uh, and I'm just I'm just reacting myself to what I see out there online and what I see in the media and, and the, the the outrage if whatever outrage there is and to whatever degree the outrage is it seems to be mostly about what is at least perceived to be the cover up or the less than zealous attempt to correct the problem than the problem itself. Am I right about that? Well, yeah, you're probably right about that. Let me tell you something. I have a doctorate in sociology, okay? It's the people in my field, in the social sciences, and more specifically in the behavioral sciences. Back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, that's when most of this stuff took place, all right? They, they, they rope it back to World War II. They don't do this to the public schools, do they? Just the Catholic Church, okay? And back then, the psychiatrists and the psychologists, all the therapists said, we can fix people. We can rehabilitate them. 
they oversold their competence. They told the bishops, they told the school superintendents, they told everybody, give us your guy who's got a problem, we'll fix him and we'll send him back. Now everyone here in 2018 is looking back in hindsight. Let me tell you, the bishops set up a, uh, a review board to, to, to deal with this kind of problem in 2004. The first bishop in the United States to set up a review panel to make sure that we don't have a problem with abusive priests, his name is Donald World. Do the people in Pittsburgh know that? When was that? In 1989. When did World get to Pittsburgh? In 1988. It took him one year to do this. That's why I will defend him better than just about anybody in the episcopate. I I, uh, I I think you know having gone to Catholic schools and uh, and back in the '60s actually, I I it's, it's a, that's a very good point you make there that the reaction would not necessarily immediately be back then. Let's uh, run this guy out of town. Let's send him to prison. It would be let's rehabilitate him. And if you and you're saying that that they were told by people who were supposed to know about this stuff that they could be rehabilitated. It's exactly right. Now, now, let's just take a look at what's going on elsewhere. You have Les Moonbees, who's been charged with, with sexually assaulting right. all kinds of women. He's still running CBS. <laughs> Is anybody asking him to step down? Is anyone asking him to resign? He gets $69 million a year, and if, he gets in, and if they do put him out, he, he's worth about $140 million beyond that. I mean, this is a scam. Why the public schools across the country have a big problem with this today? Where is the grand jury report on the public schools? What about imams and ministers and rabbis? What about psychologists and psychiatrists and coaches and guidance counselors? Why is it just the Catholic Church? And by the way, all of these 300 uh, uh, priests that are named, they're not all priests. Some of them are deacons, some of them are seminarians, some of, some of them are brothers. I have a report online which debunks these myths. People go to catholicleague.org, okay? And you'll see, I've studied this stuff for years, I've written books about it, I've written international journals about it. The reason I'm so impassioned about it is because, sure, I'm angry when you find one guilty priest, I want him thrown in the slammer never to get out. But there's too many innocent guys being railroaded. These priests that they're talking about, or most of them are dead. Do people know that? Most of them are dead, and the other ones have been thrown out of the Catholic Church. So these are unverified, unsubstantiated accusations. I had a woman a couple of years ago from CNN, very nice gal, came to see me one day. She says, I think the names of priests who are accused should be up on the website of the diocese. I said, really? I said, uh, can I have the phone number of your boss and, and, uh, and his name? I said, why would you want that? I had the phone in my hands. I said, because I'm going to call your boss and tell him that you sexually harassed me. And I want to see if they put your name up on the website at CNN this afternoon. I put the phone down because she said, okay, I get your point. Yeah, she did, yeah. Well, um, I, 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 I wanted to have a woman on. I actually tried to contact her today. Uh, and I don't have the, the name right in front of me here. It's Cheryl... Um, sh- um. She's going to, my producer's going to talk. Jake Schaff. Yes, yes. yes. She's walked back what she had to say. I, I, oh, I know did? all about her studies. Oh, yeah. that's probably why well, she didn't want to be on with me then. She didn't call yeah, me yeah, back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's scared to death. Most people are scared to death. The bishops are scared to death. Well, explain people what she said. People don't want to tell the truth. I've looked at the report. Almost all of them are post-pubescent males. They're adolescent, meaning we're dealing with homosexuality. I know you're not supposed to talk about it. I will be the last guy in the country. I'm going to talk about it. I am not saying that homosexuals are natural predators. I am saying one thing. Most gay priests are not molesters, but most of the molesters have been gay. Now, people can't figure that out. Maybe they need a better education. Well, what this woman said, Bill, was that uh, the, the, the report that I wanted to talk to her about was from way back in 2004 or five. Yeah, I know. Where, I know. Well, that you were 100 times more likely to be abused in school, in a public school, than you were by a priest. That was her report. Well, not- and not only that, but, but the worst of, the, of what happened was during the sexual revolution, mid-60s to mid-80s. There are over 52,000 priests and deacons, members of the Catholic clergy in this country. The latest study on this shows that 0.005% had a credible accusation made against them in the last year. This is not our problem anymore. We're bringing up old cases, which they could do about any institution, but they're cherry-picking the Catholic Church. It started with Kathleen Kaye, the Attorney General of Pennsylvania, who's now in prison yep. for abusive office and for perjury. 
and it's being continued by Shapiro. And the other thing is this. They say, well, we should have suspend the statute of civil limitations. You know what I say? Do it. Make sure you include the public schools. Every time you have a guy like Representative Mike Rossi come out there, they never, ever include the public schools. It's a scam, people. You're being seduced by these people. Well, here's the thing, Bill. I went to two different Catholic grade schools and a high school here in Pittsburgh and then a Catholic college for a year and a half. And when I was in grade school, there were, there were only two priests. So, um, you know, and, and by the way, I looked at the list of 300, I think it's 300 uh, priests, and, and as you say, some uh, were not just priests, but deacons right. and others. But I, list, I looked at that list, and I didn't see one name I recognized. Now, um, I, and, I, and I, I've run into, I, I, I said, I, I put on Twitter the other day that I said, I, I, I went to Catholic schools for 13 and a half years. I don't know anybody who was abused. I don't know anybody who knows anybody who was abused. That's friends, cousins. And I'm, I'm being 100% serious. I, 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 don't, I don't remember ever in, in the time when I was a teenager or, or before that, somebody saying, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Or, or, or people making jokes about a certain priest who may have tried to do something. Nothing. Not one. Now, that's I, because, go ahead. That's because there's only a handful when John Jay did the study of, uh, of Catholic priests nationwide, they looked at the studies that between 1950 and 2002. They concluded that 4% had a credible accusation made against them, but only half, 2%, could be substantiated. No one has substantiated any of the 300. And by the way, you've got uh, over 5,000 priests were in Pennsylvania during those years. So the figure is very small. Again, the media want to thrive on this because their goal is to hurt the uh, moral voice of the Catholic Church. They think they're too strict on matters sexual. I don't think they've been strict enough. If they were strict and they played by Bill Donahue's book, as soon as they found these guys, they would have bounced them. They were too willing to get them therapy. I understand the Catholic idea. Maybe we can try to change people, but they, 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 they went too far with that. Anyhow, these are old cases being dragged up to give the impression that it's still ongoing. There's no institution, private or public, in the United States of America which has less of a problem with homosexuality in terms of molestation of the kids. And as I say, most of these cases are, 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 are done by homosexual priests. The John Jay study said that less than 5% were dealing with pedophilia. We're not talking about 5-year-olds. We're talking about 15-year-olds. And by the way, I'm not trying to say that it's okay with a, to get a, put your hands on a 15-year-old. That priest needs to get busted, busted fast. But I am saying there's a difference between a 5-year-old and a 15-year-old. And most of these kids weren't raped, thank God. They weren't. They were groped. But the media and the grand jury report would have you believe otherwise. I've read the report. I'll debate anybody on this subject. Now, Bill, this is, you know, what you're saying, and you're obviously a, a, a very passionate about this for obvious reasons. Um, but um, where's this thing going to go? I mean, it's, it's, it's running pretty wild right now. In Pittsburgh, it's just a huge deal. And uh, as I said, you know, there, there's a petition about removing a guy's name from the school. Um, how, do you, how do you combat this, and, and how do you reverse it, and what, how's it, how do you fix it? Well, the only way you can get that fixed is to tell the truth. And there's an awful lot of bogus stuff out there, and there's an awful lot of rumors out there. Uh, I defy anybody. I know this subject well. It's up on my website. I just finished it here about an hour ago. It's being distributed all over the United States. Uh, I, how I debunk the report. Somebody needs to, to contact me and say, Donnie, here's where you're wrong. Don't get yelling at me. Don't call. I've been called every name in the book. I've had bodyguards. I've been down the road with this. All I want to know is where am I wrong? Where am I factually wrong? Let me know where I am, and then, then we'll have a debate. But I'm not wrong on this. I know this stuff inside and out. Now, as far as the whole problem is concerned, the bishops had better step up. They're too apologetic. I understand they're on the defensive. But you know what? When there's no due process for, for, for accused priests, I know so many priests who have told me all kinds of stories about false accusations made against them. Uh, it, it's sickening. Nobody ever talks about that. Well, um, and and what? So, what do you think uh, uh, Archbishop Whirl is going to do, and what should he do next? Well, he should defend himself, and he and and hopefully he will he will uh, allow people like me to defend him because he's getting a bad rap. He's actually one of the best priests. As I said, he was the first bishop in the United States in 1989, one year after he comes to Pittsburgh, to set up a diocesan review panel on this. And he, and he, and he confronted the Vatican and told them that he was wrong. Now, somebody in Pittsburgh needs to tell me what bishop had a better record and who also stood up against the Vatican when he was told to take some priest back at the ministry. Tell me who he is. There isn't any. You guys got the best in the country. You got Donald Whirl. And for some, somebody to say that, take his name off of, set, of uh, uh, what, 
Catholic, uh, North Catholic. I was out there in the North Hills of Pittsburgh. I I know the school very well. Uh, They don't know what they're talking about. People need to be informed. Don't listen to the rumors. And by the way, when these people go on radio and TV, the first thing somebody needs to do is say, have you read the report? I guarantee you, almost everyone out there who's talking about it has not read the report. Now, admittedly, I'm paid to do this for my job. I was up since 4 o'clock this morning going through it as I was up late last night. Okay, I, But I've written about this subject in the past, so I can go through it rather quickly. And it's all up on my website. Um, we're, th- we're finishing up here with Bill Donahue, uh, president. You are president, right, of the of the Catholic? That's correct. Uh, I want to make sure I got your title right. Um, so, am I going to be seeing you a lot on uh, national TV here in the next few days? I would think that some people pursuing you well, to get your title. <laughs> I, I, what they're doing is getting the people on there who, who are taking a different position. So, I don't know. There's too many who want to get me on about this. I uh, I will be on uh, a week from tonight. I'm going to Washington to, the big, to do the big Catholic channel with Raymond Arroyo on EWTN. I was supposed to be on with Shannon Breen last night, but then they had a break for the story dealing with Brennan and Trump and whatnot. Right. Um, I've been doing local radio, television, and newspapers all over. Now, once the, this, this story, this is my first interview, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad to do it with Pittsburgh. This is my first interview since the, my report came out about an hour ago, but I imagine tomorrow I'm going to get flooded. Well, I appreciate you being on with us, Bill, and uh, good luck uh, with the fight. Thank you. Go Steelers. <laughs> All right. That's uh, Bill Donahue, the president of the Catholic League. And uh, we're going to be right back here on uh, AM 1250, The Answer. Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Order your copy of Bodhi Taney and Ray Bentley's new book, On the Mountain of the Lord, Elijah Chronicles, at Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, and select Costco stores. Getting close to retirement? experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of tax, Did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And they're no loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM 1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit windowsrspittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. 
They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. The one thing I loved about working with him, we got to pray with our patients. And I could do that without feeling like I was going to get in trouble. At the medicine shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues the legacy of pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. And many people, you cannot cure them or make them truly get well if they have something down deep that they haven't ever addressed. Stress affects your whole body. Like when I get stressed, I have between my shoulder blades, my muscles get tight. Some people, it's GI. Some people, it can be a rash. Some people, their immune system is down. So we address that too. But you have to address the root causing that stress for them to truly heal. One of the things I'm very humbled by is that many of the people that Joe and I saw together, they're still coming to see me. And I just really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to have the same empathy and love and caring that he had. I just love it. It's my dream job. It's what I've always wanted to do. Every day is different because not everybody's the same. Call for a consultation today. 888-865-9595. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. We're going to lighten it up here to finish up. Uh, we had a, a serious topic there, and I don't think anybody in town did a better job on the radio than we just did on that. But anyway, uh, we had Doug Schneider on at the beginning. He's a guy who does a thing uh, called Scanner Squawk, and he he just tweets what he finds on the scanner during Green Bay Packers game. So uh, check that out tonight. It's just at uh, PG Doug Schneider. He's a uh, and this is I'm just so I found some tweets from the last game he did. Uh, and this is all he does, all during the game. Young girl fell, hit her head pretty good. Out. This is one tweet. Next tweet. Out with two people, maybe underage drinkers. Another one. Found wallet. Last name is Rogers, like the quarterback. Uh, we have complaints of people spitting. <laughs> That's you know, lovely to go to a, you know, a Packers game. I'm kind of hoping he makes the team, if only because it's, I don't know what that one's about. Uh, section 124, ejection, times three. Um... And then he says, "It doesn't ma- he, he doesn't have an ID on him or a ticket, says he's here with his parents, doesn't know where he came from, where his seats are. Think he might have had a couple of beers? I'm a professor, a, a professor with a sweater vest and trendy glasses, thinks I'm cool. This is another one. Section 125, row 59, row 60, passed out mail. Ushers are with him. This, is, this goes on. you got to do this during the game tonight. It's hilarious. Uh, and and maybe somebody in Pittsburgh got to pick up on this. Uh, so and then, and then uh, welcome back. Blah, blah, blah. There are people stepping up or falling down when we need them to step up or fall down. Uh, gonna need a cleanup crew. Young boy got sick. It's gonna be an ejection and it's gonna be alcohol related. This is all during the game. Male passed out. Next one. Person unconscious. <laughs> people who were kicked out are now back. Good to see him back. Check it out, the game tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.